Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Friday episode number six. And this week, going to do a brief overview of my reaction to Elizabeth's podcast who came on this Monday and I found her very inspirational and amazing that she can speak six languages and also travel to over 100 countries. Just like, why have I not learnt a language, even one other one? Why have I not travelled more? You can always think that, I understand. But it also gives me inspiration to hear her stories and for why she wants to go travelling or want to leave Switzerland in the first place. And I guess it was out of necessity, really, with the troubled upbringing. And it's amazing that she knew really early on that she had to get out. And there's one thing thinking you need to get out. There's another thing putting a plan together to get out of the place you're in. But at the age of 13, getting a job in hotels, clearing tables, earning money, also learning languages and understanding the need to learn English. Unbelievable traction early doors. And, of course, becoming a tour guide really gets her out of the place that she's in. And I found that story quite awesome really about how she made it happen I imagine there's quite a few people here who maybe are in that situation but can't do anything about it which is super sad but you've got to make your choice you've got to go for it right yeah love that chat love hearing about her life down in Cyprus sounds amazing again not being to Cyprus and the proximity to fly from there to Greece and Turkey real close or even to the Middle East super close a great hub and so many Brits do live there full time, especially older people. They go and retire there. Elizabeth has promised me lunch in her garden, so I will have to take her up on that and get across to hers when I get back to Europe sometime. So that's great. Also, with the trouble upbringing thing, I, I do think it brings out stories and the creativity from people, right? When when you read about all these people that are creative, uh, Beatles, for example, quite a working class background and had to make do with what they had and make it happen really like there's so many stories like this even footballers or sports people it's quite rare when you hear someone that's successful like that say that they had just a very easy upbringing or they even went to private school so you don't hear that very often so I think a bit of hardship causes the creativity to come out and you to think outside of the box and what can I do here to make things work I feel like with my working class upbringing I kind of felt like I had to do something different playing the guitar learning the guitar was my first real discipline 
And that gave me the idea that oh, if I put my mind to it, I can make something out of this work. Now, naturally, I'm quite lazy. Naturally, I don't get things done that much. But maybe it's changed the last year or so, I think, especially with this podcast. I've just set up another podcast, which I'll come to in a bit. And also with the travel element of the last 10 years and the willingness to go away and learn a different type of culture and kind of like immerse myself somewhere different with no one I know. I do think that has changed, but it's all different people, different things, right? So I hope that inspires you to go and travel. Elizabeth got an award last month, I think, for helping the police in Cyprus with her interpretation work and also her translation. So that's also another thing I want to come to is about imagine if you are like early 20s right now and you're thinking about traveling and you maybe think, oh, I'd like to maybe prolong it. I wish back 10 years ago, I'd done something or I learned something that would enable me to travel medium to long term. What I mean by that is you know, make use of the laptop. What can you do to make money on the road? Can it be casual? Can it be full time? Can it be just to fund your travels? Take a skill, learn a skill and take it anywhere in the world. And you will travel for as long as you want. You don't need to be in one location. Obviously, with certain jobs like services, like you know, doctors and nurses and all this sort of stuff, they have to be in one place. But we're moving to this digital world now where, just think about it, you know, get get the thoughts percolating around. Can you make something out of it where you can be in Mexico for one month and then pop to Vietnam for another month? Like, can it be like that? Because you don't need a work visa. You just need to go on the tourist visa. And you obviously charge your clients the contract through invoicing. And I guess one country would be your tax country. But... There's so many people in the digital nomad community now. It's really starting to increase. Try and get into that and you will succeed at traveling, working for as long as you want. Obviously, Elizabeth had translating, learning all those languages, interpreting as well. That She had jobs for that and obviously tour guiding. These are all kind of jobs that you can do anywhere in the world. So kudos to Elizabeth for that. I look forward to seeing her again for a bit of lunch and a coffee and getting to know her more. Inspirational episode. Check it out this week. I really implore you to do that. And it should inspire you to get out there and travel or another career or think about how you can progress your life. She also is a life coach. She has a website. She does lots of different things. So check her out. So this week, I'm stepping up my game to be a guest on podcasts. I've got a few interviews as a guest. Elizabeth is one of them on her podcast, Most Memorable Journeys. And I've got a few coming up in the next couple of weeks. So that's very exciting. I like being the other side of the mic. It's a different vibe. It's different pressure. But I do really like it. And that kind of goes into where I'm kind of hoping to go next and this like the rest of this year into next year is this kind of youtube content right this like youtube shorts they call it like you know sort of anything arranging for three to ten minutes i really want to get into that game i've got a camera i've got a mic i've got some ideas i've got my new trendy coffee podcast which is going to be released on september the 1st where it's going to be more about the location i'm in where i'm traveling when where am i going for a coffee and what it tastes like and some bits and pieces about the cafe and stuff like that and the area so combining travel coffee is cool, but maybe I might do some ad hoc content as well. Maybe put it on Patreon. So I just kind of want to delve into that area. I quite like the creativity of it, of maybe recording something, putting it together as a video and get it out there. So yeah, watch your space. I'm going to develop my content on the Trendy Coffee Podcast YouTube channel. Sign up today, subscribe and follow and keep an eye out. And there's a video up there for introduction now, but have a look for September 1st when I start releasing new episodes. I've got about five or six in the bank at the minute, so that's cool. This year, it's going to be Vancouver area for cafes, but next year, we'll see. On the Wigan Travel Podcast YouTube video, I don't really put much on there. I started it. I've stopped it. My podcast for that is not really set up for video, but I may start putting one a week of certain things. If we're, if we're traveling again, I might start putting up some content only once a week 
And it's this is a good caveat actually, where the Lost in Transit guys. If you want to follow someone who's on a road trip throughout Europe, Lost in Transit are a couple of Brits who do that, and they're really cool. And they've done like YouTube videos every day, like three or four a week. They've actually announced today they're going to do one a week because it actually takes about ten hours an episode for them, and they do what, what roughly ten minutes to twelve minutes an episode. So that gives you an idea how much hours goes into that. And at the minute, with me doing a full time job, this podcast and the Trendy Coffee podcast, which is going to be video and audio, burnout could be a real thing. I've got to try and look after myself, give me some time off, some chill out time, because it's going to get real busy. And unless you commit full time to it, it's pretty tough to commit so many hours when you have a full time job. I'm motivated. I want to get it going. So today, you can do me a solid today. Follow me on the Trendy Coffee podcast YouTube channel and obviously all the social media that I do have right now. Hey, yeah. Just a quick one. Do you fancy some bonus content with this episode? Then fear not. If you start to my Patreon today, by going on to www.patreon.com forward slash Travel podcast, then you'll find these extra features every week for Monday and Friday's episode. One bonus episode every month. Some ad-free content. Some early access to episodes. The exclusive added Travel Must Have feature on every episode. Patreon shout-out. Some ad hoc bonus episodes. You'll get a copy of my digital travel planner, which is available on Etsy for free. And you'll get my monthly Winging It Travel podcast magazine. If this takes your fancy, you can sign up for £4, $7.50 Canadian, $6 US a month. And I really thank you for supporting the podcast. The one cool thing I've seen that I'd love to be doing or part of or part of the community is the drone community. There's so much good footage out there. And it looks so cool. My friend who worked in post-production said drone footage beats all. And I think that's right. The bird's eye view of being 100, 200, 400 feet up is, is incredible, right? Um, quite expensive drones. They're developing all the time. There's new ones coming out. I'm kind of looking into it. It's going to be a bit of a purchase, but it'd be amazing to get into that. Yeah, watch your space. I might be able to try and get some of that into the Trendy Coffee podcast YouTube channels, but we'll see. I need to buy one first. But I think DJI are the way to go for my research. A bit of information news now is that there's potential for me and Mike. So Mike Button, who came on last year, I've actually recorded a part two for this podcast. But to be honest with you, I was a little bit ill. Mikey was a little bit tired. It wasn't a great episode. But last year we talked about our six-month trip, the first half of it, so the Asia portion. So funny, great laugh. This time we talked about New Zealand, Australia and Fiji. I might release it on Patreon. I don't think it's good enough quality to go out. It's still a good laugh. Like We still have some funny stories and stuff. That probably will be released for September's bonus episode. So sign up today if you want to hear that. But there's potential for me and Mikey to meet up in Mexico at the end of this year. Maybe for New Year's. And it'll be 10 years almost to the day that we left to go on our six-month trip. And I think it'd be pretty cool for going to meet him and travel for four or five, six days, maybe do an episode, a couple of episodes about what we're doing there, but also maybe redo the other one that we didn't do so well last time. And it'd just be like quite iconic and a little bit, yeah, emotional again, like, ah, oh, reflect on the last 10 years, but also that trip. We always like doing that, lots of funny stories. So that could be happening in Mexico this year. I'm still weighing up the prices, flights are super expensive, but I'll keep you posted for that and I might do some social media content for that as well. Talking to Mikey, like we talked about how we planned our trip. Back in the day, we organised a round-the-world flight ticket, which are still available for companies, but we booked through STA, and they're no longer in business because of COVID. That is one way you can book it. If you know you've got to be back from one to six-month time period, you can book three or four flights that are flexible, and it gets you there, 
during and get you back. So it was a great way to for us to get flights guaranteed booked in and paid before we left. It guaranteed us to get home if we ran out of money, which was crucial for Mike and myself. Myself going to Australia, Mikey going back to London. And pretty much in between, we kind of winged it, really, um, to those big flights. So the big flights was in Asia, out of Asia, to New Zealand, to Fiji, to Australia, to home for Mikey. That was our planning flat trip, and we kind of winged it all the way through, met people, talked to them, where should we go? I will do this. Again, before social media, before... Well, Facebook was around, but that wasn't really a thing like it is now. Before, like, smartphones were really big. So it really was that old school style of like talking to people and getting recommendations from hostel owners uh, or hostel workers and as long time travellers at the time. Awesome times. But yeah, we kind of just went with the round the world ticket and I obviously booked a working holiday visa to go to Australia. I do have some tips and tricks for working holiday visas. They may be a bit out of date now because I've done Australia almost 10 years ago, New Zealand five years ago, Canada only recently. I might do an episode on that, put it to the vote on Instagram or something. And just to give you some facts and figures about that trip, I had a budget of about £6,500 to last me six months, maybe £7,000 actually, and a credit card, which I did use. So it did run out. I didn't get six months, I think five and a half months before I was desperate for a job. And I've talked about the story before where I met someone on the East Coast, got Grace, she gave me a number, got a job, straight down to Melbourne and worked my way out of it for six months. So yeah, that was kind of the budget, £6,500, that would cover Asia for three months, Fiji, which was kind of almost pre-booked, so we're just paying for stuff there, uh, like beers and all that sort of stuff. Bear in mind, Fiji is very old school, no internet really, nearly, you can't go down the shop, it, the island has what it has, right? Quite expensive. And in New Zealand, I spent so much money, we booked a queue experience pass, but that was it. I didn't really factor in that into the budget, I don't even know why amazing times but I really was suffering getting to Australia we, we both were really we're kind of on a real shoestring budget there um, so I had a good time but that was where I ran out of money I'm sort of like halfway through that six weeks on the east coast maybe three weeks in had to go and get a job working holiday visas are great it helps you prolong travel I saw a few posts today about some people getting TEFLs they're great if you want to teach you can teach English anywhere Asia begging out for someone who's natural speaking English and they can teach Easy job to get into, I think, once you get there. China, Japan, Vietnam, these are all classic countries. And you can really plan your travels before and after this. It's a cool way to travel. Mikey went home. I'd done my year in Australia. Saw as much as I could, including the Ashes, East Coast, West Coast. Then flew to South America. Again, I booked a round world ticket in Australia, STA, to make sure I got out of Australia. A few flights around the Americas and a flight home from New York via Iceland to London. And again, a wind in between. I mean, I got to Rio to meet some of the boys at the World Cup. Lewis was there as well, who was travelling at the time. We'd done a few bits and pieces, Chile, Bolivia, etc., etc., which I've talked about. But after that was a mystery. Uh, Lewis had to go home, unfortunately, um, early. But I got to Lima. And I remember sitting in Starbucks, because I had aircon and Wi-Fi. And I literally booked my trip for Caribbean. I think I'd done an island hopping trip for like three weeks. Antigua, Sequits, Puerto Rico and stuff like that. So... Yeah, there and then, booked it, winged it, lessons learned, but still a great time. So that was kind of roughly how I planned that trip back in the day in 2013-14. And I didn't go home once, so that was a 22-month trip. I think I averaged one country per month that was new, so decent going, I think. You know, not regret, but I don't have regrets, but if I was to do it again, I would extend my Australia working holiday visa to go back there and earn more money, that's good, and not 
kind of go back to England where the money was crap. So that was probably what I would have done differently. But I thought I had to go home at that point. But I was only 24, 25 at the time. So, yeah, would have extended that for a bit longer. So just to finish, what am I thinking about traveling now? Mexico's on my mind to get that sorted end of the year. And the new year, we'll see. Um, we're still weighing things up. Christmas is a big one as well. New year. Um, but yeah, we'll, we're constantly weighing things up with jobs where we are. Um, my actual focus right now is to get podcasts, you know, the guests and the stuff that comes with us. So I've got eight guests in the bank, right? So we're, we're well well ahead for, for we and travel. Loving the people coming on to ask if they want to come on the podcast. I'm pretty much always a yes. And my other focus is my other podcast, the Trendy Coffee Podcast, which you can sign up to follow today on YouTube. Or you can check out on any podcast platform. It is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well and all the other ones like this one is. Yeah, my aim is to get better at YouTube Shorts, release that content, see where that goes at the end of the year. Take a bit of a break at the end of the year, assess it in New Year, go again. And that's kind of my aim right now. And I know you're shivering in your pants about this announcement, but Rachel Fox is coming back on the podcast. Voted in. She's got some bombshells to drop, so... I'll get the invite sent out to her and get that organised for maybe the third or fourth time. I can't keep track these days, but she's super fun and super funny, so she'll be coming back on. I'm going to end it there, so thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.